Welcome back to the Advocates Podcast. This is Tracy Gilchrist, your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Kimberly Eaton. Hello. Hi, Kimberly. Hi. You just had a big weekend. I had a really big weekend. Yeah, in Sin City. Yes, Sin City, uh, as they call Las Vegas, for those <laughs> not in the know. Right. <laughs> and you were there for... Well, I was there for a few things. Mm-hmm. There is an annual intramural tournament invitational that sort of thing called sin city classic and it's just eight thousand lgbtq people and allies who descend upon las vegas for the long weekend for the martin luther king jr weekend and just play a whole bunch of intramural games like oh. dodgeball kickball softball Things of that nature. Did you play any balls? No. And then there are those of us who show up to drink and go <laughs> to Celine Dion, which is what I did. Fabulous. Yeah. Where did you stay? Uh, at the Flamingo. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. That I haven't fantastic. been to Vegas in years. Oh, my God. You must. It's been well, a long time. The plan is now, now that I've had my life forever changed by Miss Celine Dion, I have to go before the show ends because her residency ends in June. So her, like, decade-long, however long she's been it's there. It's been a long it's, time. I know. You need to pull it together, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to tax you too much because I'm sure you're still... Oh, God. I'm weak. Exhausted I was, from... I, yeah. From I wasn't ready. Experience. I'll just admit it. She I changed was not ready. Life. She really did. Wow. I hope she's listening right now. <laughs> Celine, I'm if you're gonna, listening to The Advocate. I'm going to make sure she has my Twitter and Instagram yes. at the end of the show. Stay to the end, Celine, because <laughs> Kimberly will give you her social media details. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to discuss before we welcome our very special guest, stand-up comic Gloria Bigelow, later in the episode. Uh, so first, we want to... I'm just going to throw these two words out there and let Kimberly respond. Oh, Lord. Kamala Harris. Ah! <laughs> Speaking of not being ready, except I've been waiting for this We've moment all for been quite ready. some time. Yeah. So she announced that she was running for the presidency. Well, she sure did. And yeah. on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is black as hell, and I love it. <laughs> I can't wait. So she is, yeah. You know, She's in. She is leaning in, and she is saying, this is who I am, yeah. and this is how I'm going to run. Yeah. yeah. She is in. She is giving hints of... Shirley Chisholm's run in the mm-hmm. 70s, you know, borrowing from like the campaign color scheme and everything like that. And yeah, she is going, she's guns a blazing. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready too. She's been my number one. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I like Elizabeth Warren. I like Christian mm-hmm. Gillibrand. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm only mentioning women, there's a reason. What are men? <laughs> I've heard about them. I mean, you know, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Oh, fine, I do love fine. my. I do yeah, love he my could be a VP. Um, into it, calling it now, Harris O'Rourke. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could stand with. Yeah, that. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Kamala has been my, you know, my dream. Mm-hmm. I really want to see her. She's just so fierce and smart, and but all of that. People are not, some people are not excited, and that comes from the right and the left. So, <sighs> well, here's the thing I'm just like, yeah, I'm give me the, getting, the thing. I'm getting annoying flashbacks to like 2014 up through 2016, and the whole, you know, and that's the thing. You're right. It's coming from both ends of the spectrum, and the concept of, oh, it's hilarious that we're considering her a progressive now. A mm-hmm. prosecutor or a person who has made their career on, you know, being the uh, top dog, a the woman, top cop. A woman who did her job. Right. Yeah. How could she ever mm-hmm. be progressive? And I was like, if you haven't noticed in the past couple of years how she is one of the people who is clearly like out in front being like this goddamn administration <laughs> that you are currently steamrolling the people of America <gasps> And you're going to have to get through me first. I would like to give her some props. And I right. would like to give her her due. And, I mean, she did a better job of roasting 
Jeff Sessions and Yo. Brett Kavanaugh. Like Yo. I could yeah. watch that over and over. Yeah. It's and I mean titillating really. And I like and she's also on the record as there are some things that if she had to do over in terms of, you know, when she was the prosecutor, when she was district attorney, attorney general, all of those things. Like I think that she's been um, she's not shied away from mm-hmm. the mistakes that were made. But I'll also say things like, you know, she was such a massive advocate for how to implement anti-recidivism campaign, you know, how to right. make sure that people that were coming out of the prison pipeline system would not go back in. And I'm thinking that's pretty progressive. So that right. woman is my dream, and well, I'm I'm here for her. I mean, already we're seeing... Um, the misogyny that we saw in the 2016 campaign where she's being held to a different level than mm-hmm. any I mean if she wins the primary her opponent would be Donald Trump <laughs> and like and there's already like a purity test on her come on I know I, it's uh... bullshit and then the thing about people are now questioning whether or not she was born here was is that no. So everyone knows that she was born here. I believe she was born in Oakland, but she is born to two immigrant parents. Yes. So they're the uh, questioning the legitimacy. Jamaica, yeah. Her mother is from India. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. So the whole idea that while they were living here, while she was born, they weren't full citizens. And we're like, that's not how birthright citizenship works. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about things like people who actually weren't born in this country, you know, like right. John McCain rest his soul he was literally not born in the united states but that never came up in the concept that you know when ted cruz ran for president and his father is from canada like it's oh it's so shocking like when these Mm -hmm. moments roll out it's like when you have these exciting dynamic black candidates who it's like oh let's throw this at the wall and see what sticks see what sticks but but I mean, again that's something that's from... not coming exactly entirely from the right there that michael tracy from the young turks put into context oh, he's that bearded hipster who mm-hmm. said that maxine waters assaulted mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. um i was he, like he's questioning you too yeah no I I, yeah i was like i actually will I'll do it for her. Oh, he's the worst. All she needs to do is call me up. Yeah. Tell me where. <laughs> Tell me where to show up. Yeah, don't accuse Auntie Maxie. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, I know. This is going to be difficult. Like, she already it's has already... a long uphill battle mm-hmm. ahead of her. And here's the thing. Not to, because I don't want to make the comparisons between her and Hillary. All I will say is that this is now years of her being in the line of fire from the right and Mm -hmm. also from the left but primarily from the right and I think she's really just proved herself to be like I am not the one you can you can try you can come for me I am not not the one one. she is unflappable and there's nothing that gets under that dickhead skin you know who I'm talking about there's nothing that gets (laughs) under that dickhead skin like a well-spoken articulate intelligent black woman who Mm -hmm. knows exactly what she's doing and he about to get it. He is about to get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't add anything to that. <laughs> We're done. Is that too much? No, it's perfect. <laughs> um, so we have a hard pivot. Apologies. What can you do? The world's a mess. <laughs> the world is all over the place. Um, yeah. So the Supreme Court uh, mm-hmm. lifted injunctions on Donald Trump's ban of trans people in the military. Did I say that properly? I think that's Did that make sense? Uh, Allison gave the go ahead. I was like, what (laughs) what words are coming out of my mouth and do they mean anything? Uh, Because it is a very important topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is another um, step on the part of the right to dehumanize, to demoralize, to take aim at some of the most vulnerable people in the country. Because... They are complete, I don't even know what the word is. They're so completely weak, those people on the right, that they go for the easiest targets. Well, it's just so fascinating to recognize that these are the same people who will be like, 
the treatment of our soldiers and our veterans by the people of the United States mm-hmm. is just disgusting. And they're laying mm-hmm. their lives on the line for you. And how dare you yeah. smear them and slight them? And I was like, what are you doing right now? Yeah. What are you doing well, right now? The, the I'm hypocrisy. Like, I always have to sit back and wonder about these moments where it's like these moments in history where you have these people who say, you know, for one reason or another, decide to answer this higher calling because right now huge respect i could never i could never join the military mm-hmm. i just there's certain reason i'm like i, you I know think that i was in the I military know. Oh, i know yeah. oh i know um, i mean it was stupid i was 17 and i didn't have anywhere to go i wasn't going to college right away so i joined the navy reserves and i love it well i was coming out at the time it's a whole different podcast <laughs> maybe we should do that just that one let's talk about yeah. your past we're uh, just talking about everything. Oh, there's a lot. There's yeah. so much to say. But this is not about me. Yeah. Um, but I did join the military. And uh, no, it's not easy. I, I And I say that I was coming out at the time to, to say how difficult it was for me to even go on one weekend a month and to not truly be myself. Mm-hmm. So that was really the only reason I brought that up. And I can't imagine what it's like for these uh, trans soldiers who are devoting their time and their life to the country and then to be treated with such disregard um and just as to say uh, as i was um mentioning that there are these moments in history where the most vulnerable and the people the minorities in this country the marginalized that are disrespected the most there will be moments where they are called to this duty to protect our way of life you Mm -hmm. know this i'm thinking how you know, you have the history of, of black soldiers in the United States right. who have been in wars since before this country was even a country. Going up through World War Two, the Vietnam, you know, Korean and Vietnam Wars, that these people went and put their lives in the line, came home to, you know, you can't vote, you can't get you know, fair housing. You can't, mm-hmm. you are still seen as less than if you go down into the laws. South, heaven yeah. help you. But thanks for getting on a boat and going thousands of miles away and risking your life. Like mm-hmm. this place just makes me so angry. Yeah. And it's happening again. We're calling it the bad place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it together. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we don't know when this ban will the timeline take effect. is yeah it's, it's not solidified at it's the not moment. clear uh it would be the largest firing of trans people in history that some thirteen thousand mm-hmm. seven hundred transgender people stand to lose their jobs um and then there's you were well, mentioning we're in the before. habit of you know people working for the government losing their jobs and their livelihoods this week we're, I th- are we That's in week five of the shutdown? Week, week five. five of the shutdown. So we're just, yeah, just add on to the fire. Just, yeah. Pour, just, yeah. And That's I, 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 as an American, I don't want a fucking border wall. Like, most people no, don't want the border wall. Most people don't. And that we are. They started a GoFundMe. Jobs. Let those, you know what? Let you do it. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and then by <laughs> the time you actually wall. get your five shekels together right. and you start digging this hole and you realize that it's not going to work mm-hmm. because there have been no civil engineering soils tests and reports done and you don't know how this actually works, by that time, and then this you, administration will be long gone. And you and, have to pitch a tent yeah. by the wall. Because and you won't get that money back, okay? You've given your rent money yeah. and now you have Bigger to disaster live. than fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> Which is saying something. I need to watch the Fire Festival. You need to watch both of those really? documentaries. I need at least eight more documentaries about Fire Festival. It is my crack. It is my. I porn. do need. I need to check these out mm-hmm. for sure. I've been in a groanish um, K hole. I get it. I'm well. I really like it, but also I'm supposed to interview uh, Emily Arlook, who plays Nomi. I love that. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, That was a little bit of a pivot as well. Um, Anyway, uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the near future regarding trans soldiers, but we just want to say that we will fight for your rights and Mm -hmm. you have our support. Um, Moving on to other unsavory topics, Brian Singer. There's a massive expose. Now we have to be... careful because this is an expose and these are accusations that mm-hmm. he um how, how many people came forward to say that he sexually assaulted them I, I 
can't even recall the number at this point in Many. over the span of two decades. Yeah. So people who can actually decades. no longer bring charges. And then yeah, there are those course. who still can based on the statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. And this was in the Atlantic? It was originally written for Esquire? And and yeah, was there's the weird... Esquire team, but it was ultimately yeah. published on the Atlantic this morning. Yeah. So Brian Singer is the director of the X-Men movies. X-Men. Um, the usual, people, suspects. usual Suspects. Um, um, Valkyrie. Well, and obviously, Best Picture nominee, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Up until the final three weeks of production, I believe. Was it that uh, well yeah, in? Yeah. Okay, so he was he, kicked off but still received his credit. He, Yeah, he, he got his credit. He was unceremoniously let go um, during production. Mm-hmm. And allegedly because he was not getting along with crew members and there were dust-ups. And he was it sounds difficult. like that happens a lot, though. That's the excuse that he's made a lot. Well, I will say in my career, I once worked with a person who was guilty of sexually harassing people. And the place of employment let him go, but did not say that that was the reason because it's possibly litigious. So, um, so I think it happens a lot. Yeah. Because people are worried about lawsuits, and Brian Singer has money to bring a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, also Fox, which produced um, Bohemian Rhapsody, has money to fight a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, um, I mean, he's already come back with a statement basically saying that, you know, he has had to prove time and time again that this these allegations yeah. are false and they're detrimental to mm-hmm. his career and his and he is not at all how the media is portraying him. Mm-hmm. It's a homophobic smear. I'm just like, oh. This is reminiscent of um, Kevin Spacey's mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Eve post where he pretended to be uh, Frank Underwood and denied all so allegations. Unhinged. That I, was wild. Yeah, just yeah. the arrogance and delusion that comes mm-hmm. off of this statement. Yeah. And they're buddies. Well, I don't know if they're buddies. They, you know, Kevin Spacey was the star of The Usual Suspects. Yeah. So they have a long history together. Ugh. I mean, uh, it's difficult because, like we said, there's a lot of time. The timeline of this is very lengthy. Mm-hmm. And the idea of, and not to go into it from a medical angle, because I'm not a medical expert, but just the concept sure of how, how trauma affects people and long term yeah. and how that does have the ability to distort what you remember as facts versus, mm-hmm. you know, things that you implemented your, in your mind as a way of coping, things like right. that. So it becomes very difficult because I know there is a part of the expose where, you know, one of the alleged victims was then sort of cornered for falsifying facts or ultimately mm-hmm. it was found that his retelling of it wasn't 100% accurate. And then they basically used that to, like, mm-hmm. slant it to... Brian Singer's favor, like, see, he's a liar. He's this liar. Everyone well, up to this point has been a liar. We saw that with Christine Blasey Ford, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump himself went after her for not remembering her facts in the same order or something like that. So he basically accused her of lying. Yeah. Um, and I have to Imagine say, that. after they right, uh, coming from the biggest liar there is, um, after that. Lady Gaga was on some late night talk show. Was it Colbert? Might have been Colbert. Mm -hmm. And he asked her about the Kavanaugh hearings. And she gave one of the most poignant, concise um, descriptions of what victims or survivors, rather, of sexual assault go through. And um, I would urge anyone to look that up because, you know, it, it really, it said everything that, you just said about how survivors use that as coping mechanisms, but she did it really well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else to say I about I mean, Brian we'll Singer? see what happens, and I think people are sort of on both sides of the fence. Fe- like, is this finally going to stick? Yeah. Or the fact that it's been two decades now? Because speaking just from personal experience, I remember being, you know, a freshman through senior at the University of Southern California and just remembering this is around the time of the first two X-Men movies and Mm -hmm. just seeing this man showing up at our parties and I was just like 
not fully understanding the extent of and the implications of what it meant to have him hanging around college age kids Mm. thinking oh it's kind of cool like this guy this person who I respect as a filmmaker but Mm -hmm. this is so inappropriate and then growing up and finding out just how wrong it was so well it's been those stories have been around a long time and even Queer as Folk had a whole storyline about a Brian Singer as director who mm-hmm. lured young boys to his home. So those stories have been out there for a very, very long time. Yeah. And is it Family Guy who makes comments about him all the time? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. So it, it's an open secret. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, it took a lot, but Weinstein, you know. Mm-hmm. Finally, and mm-hmm. then hopefully, Weinstein finally, R. Kelly, like these things are hopefully happening. Kevin hopefully. Spacey, hopefully Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm t- I was gonna say, and this is like, is this like the worst translation ever? But I'm going to assume now that Bohemian Rhapsody's shot at being Best Picture is now dead in the water. Yeah. It's tainted. It's done. I don't think it can happen. I don't think it can happen. Honest. I mean, and I thought about it and I was like, this is so conflicted and weird. Mm -hmm. I hope, I want to say I don't want it to ruin Rami Malek's chances because I thought that performance was sensational. Right. But everything just swirling around this film now is. It's ugly. And people are now asking, what did Rami know? What did Mm -hmm. he suppress? Things like that. So, I mean, Again, he gave an excellent performance. I, you know, I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought it was good entertainment. I don't think it's a great film. Mm. Well, I mean, listen, if you look at some of the best pictures we've had, you know, we've had some pretty lousy ones. So who are you pulling for, Tracy? This year? I think uh, everybody knows. But why don't you just why don't you just say it one more time? uh, Well, let's just. Ten nominations for the favorite, <laughs> and it is the um, it has racked up more nominations than any other um, film about queer women. In fact, it's racked up more nominations than I believe any other queer film. If I'm um, listening to one of my friends on Twitter who's been railing on about it, um, and I think she checks her facts, so mm-hmm. I will double check. Like I wouldn't put it in writing, but allegedly it's gotten more than Brokeback, more than Moonlight. I do, yeah, yeah. And more than Milk, more than Capote. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And that um, out of the Best Picture nominees this year, there, over half of them feature a prominent LGBTQ character, at least, so, I believe, yeah. Well, you know, there was a gaffe, though, hmm. a big gaffe. Because when I was thinking about the, originally thinking about the Best Director nominees, um, you know, everyone was kind of like, oh, my God, an- another year no women were nominated. And I thought, well, I can't think of any films by women that were kind of in in the running, except... They were all ones, I mean, that I think didn't get, get enough visibility. Well... Because you, know, you have Destroyer, Kusama, yeah. and you have... Could you ever forgive me? That's Heller. the one. I think Can yeah. You Ever Forgive Me was um, the one that really had a shot. But it didn't even get nominated for Best Picture. Right. Um... And then, well, you were never really here. Which that is, one was a our big producer one. Allison loves that one. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I have oh, and I don't know if people just I don't know what it is about Mary Queen of Scots, but it got no traction, mm-hmm. none. Yeah, no, I only could in see the, um, her getting a nomination, like costume, uh, hair, and makeup. It got in. The, yeah. It's really strange to me because I don't think that was a perfect film, but I. I mean, it's as it's better than Bohemian I was Rhapsody. Say, it holds, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't seen Green Book, so I can't really speak to that. I, that's the con- well. Somebody asked me, if so Tracy, what? I mean, and now that and now the Bohemian Rhapsody, if we assume that it's out of the running, then yeah. the case for Green Book is looking stronger and stronger mm-hmm. every day, which is stressing me out. But yeah. What can you do? I had uh, one of my colleagues ask me today, Tracy, what movie are you um, hating on this year? Because every year at the Oscars, there's one that's my nemesis. Yeah. Uh, A couple of years ago, we all know it was La La Land. (laughs) Um, Last year, it was Three Billboards. Um, The Year of Carol, they were all my nemeses. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
I was mad at everything. No, Spotlight won. I actually liked Spotlight. So had it been any other film, I don't know what would have happened. Um, I would have peeled out of my friend Samantha's house in a rage spiral. Um, but I did like Spotlight. So um, this yeah. goes back to um, we're thinking this is like the year of Crash revisited. Remember, what was that, 2006? Yes. I remember I was watching at a friend's house in a room full of USC critical studies majors, and you would have thought that someone's mother had just gotten shot. <laughs> People were crying. How could okay, this so, happen? So it was so, 2005, yeah. and um, people with a sense – uh, really felt that uh, Brokeback Mountain should mm-hmm. be Best Picture. It was nominated, uh, but Crash won. <laughs> I got into, of course, listen, I'd been drinking a lot of wine every Oscars. It's a long show, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so my friend Lori and I got into such an argument after <laughs> Crash won because she liked Crash. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It was What a bad. weird hill to die on. It was really And now well, in 2019, listen. you should revisit and call her and be like, remember when you went to the mat for Crash? Honestly, she I just, stand by I that. think she was just drunk. <laughs> She's like, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll do it. <laughs> I think she had just fed. I think she'd had more wine than I had. Um, but no, no, I was going to fight on that one. Uh, yeah, so somebody, I retweeted it, I think it was David Ehrlich, uh, who at the Golden Globes, when Green Book won, um, tweeted, uh, every generation gets the crash it deserves. That is, yes, 100. <laughs> 100. I so, like the only reason why I've forgiven Paul Haggis is now he's like one of those Scientology takedown people. So I'm like, okay, I'm kind of back right. to being here for you, like a little bit. Who's the one who's married to Helen Mirren? I always get that confused. Taylor Hackford, right? Right. Yeah. Didn't he do a kind of eh movie? Did he? He directed some kind of, I don't know what it was. I'm not going to remember. I mean, he did Ray, which was fantastic. That's the one that sticks out most in my mind. There's one. Of course, I can't get my face ID to work, so I can't look it up quickly. (laughs) At any rate, we're so excited about The Favorite. I'm really happy That's great yeah I, and everyone's so nominated all Olivia three of the Coleman, ladies i mean rachel vice and emma stone it's and just Best so supporting. perfect that rachel and emma continue to be to pit against each other <laughs> i know i, I hope, hope they, they have a duel on stage and one of them with ep- with epics. i'm kidding yeah with actual swords yes Ooh, mm. let's oh let's do that a little sword play i would like to see um <laughs> with the newest the Duchess- inductee of the lgbtq family rachel vice <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that um, I have brought up that reductress article over and over. So good, and so, just the phrase "getting railed" by Rachel Vice so visceral. It was, I was like, this genius. Is, yeah, this is true. It it was yeah. genius. So there was a stock photo of a very basic white woman, yeah. wrapped in a, a cashmere blanket, very holding, pumpkin spice latte with yeah, lemons. Exactly, yeah. and uh, the headline on reductress was. Woman in cozy blanket, sipping mug of tea while... Cupping mug, yes. Cupping cupping mug mug of of tea tea while dreaming about getting absolutely railed by by Rachel Rachel Weisz. And I had not felt that (laughs) scene in a long time. And the whole thing was, it was genius. Yeah. And so this has got me thinking, I'm going to look further into this, but, you know, we're in that Facebook group. There's a lot of young women. And I've noticed this kind of theme of um, younger women really uh, wanting to be topped by these topped s- hot and doms. Also have violent things happen to I us. know. What is it's that like, about? Run me over. Well, and Jill, what you? Neck. Jill was like, "Step on my neck, Jillian yeah. Anderson." And I'm yeah. like, "What does that mean?" Well, because it's this. I think a part of it goes back to like we're this generation of things are a mess. And we're a little nihilistic, but we use it in a humorous sort of way. So you just, there's that thought of, I kind of like a little pain with my pleasure because it makes me feel. So that's I mean, kind of what Listen, you don't have to explain and, I mean, the you know, psychology of it. I just wonder, but it's a lot of young women. <laughs> like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm I'm there. Where it's like, just hurt me a little, yeah. just just a little bit. But then I'm like, if everybody's... Being, Not literally, Tracy. If, if everybody's bottoming then who, i mean like 
What's going to happen? Everyone's bottoming. (laughs) Then our species will go extinct because Tracy doesn't know how biology works. (laughs) What a weird turn this has taken. And I guess the student has to become the teacher at this point. But Tracy. I know. People of the same sex. (laughs) Anyway. I just, you know, I just think it's fascinating. So I'm going to investigate this. I think yeah. you should. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear more about this yeah, and your conclusive findings in the future. <laughs> oh, all right. So on that note, I think we've we've covered the Oscars, and uh, we are going to take a break and be back with our guest, Gloria Bigelow. Welcome back to the Advocates Podcast. I am here with my co-host, Kimberly Eaton, and our special guest, Gloria Bigelow. How are you, Gloria? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad you came to join us. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Fabulous. Yeah. Glad it worked out. Yeah. So Gloria is a... And I, I had this question, and maybe I should have Googled, but I figured you might be able to answer it. Is it stand-up comic or comedian? I go comic. Comic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what... What's the distinction? You know how they tell you, like, when you go to a women's college, be careful of those endings, mm. like the ETTE, mm-hmm. like the little endings that right. kind of make you diminutive or less than. Yeah. So I go by comic. Just okay. a, I'm just a, a lady, and, a, and I'm a comic. I tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> not a comedian. No, I'm not a comedian. No, there yes. haven't been those in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know you have a new project out or can be viewed on, what's the network? Right. So I have a new project out called Out on Stage. Mm-hmm. It's uh, me and I believe there are 19 of us, a total of 19 queer comics all over the spectrum. And uh, it was in movie theaters this summer and now it's playing on Deco TV, D-E-K-K-O. Who knew? <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah. I'm, now I'm going to have to look up yeah. Deco TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, how was that project to create with all these other queer comics? You know, I didn't know what I was getting into mm-hmm. going in. I just was kind of in that kind of say yes to things phase. So I said yes, and then when I Isn't got that there. A, that's an Oprah thing, right? Yeah, Oprah, you know, somebody else who has good advice was like, say yes. Oh, Shonda, the year of yes. That's oh, where yeah, that's, that's, what that's, it, it. that's what it was from. It was mm-hmm. from that book. So I well, if you end up like Shonda, I'm going to say yes to everything, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She was right. She was right. Works for her. So I said yes to it, and then when I got there and realized some of the other folks that I was going to be performing with and what it was all about, I was like, oh, Gloria, glad you said yes. Yeah. And where did you shoot it? Oh, we shot it here in Los Angeles um, over in some studios in North Hollywood. All right. So now I... I've known you now probably since around 2008, I would say. Yeah, I'm going to go with a good solid 10, yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've known you that long. I do remember one of the first, it may have been my first introduction to your comedy, was I was at the live taping of Laughing Matters Next Generation, yes. which was um, a documentary by yeah. Andrea Meyerson. Yeah. And I laughed like crazy. I just loved your kind of... Um, sweet kind of um, almost domestic kind of approach to comedy that then you would just turn it on everyone's uh, head. That's a really sweet memory. That was my first uh, stand-up comedy special and I had been doing stand-up not very long at that point, probably about almost like a year and a half, almost maybe two years Mm -hmm. when uh, she asked me to do that project. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. Um, So that kind of leads me to wanting to know a little bit more about I don't think I've ever asked you what was I mean you're a funny person but what's the genesis from you know being able to crack a joke with a bunch of friends and then saying oh I'm gonna do this for for a living I'm gonna entertain people with my jokes yeah well uh like most things it started with a girl Uh, you know, this is a story uh, of my. It always uh, yeah, it starts with youth. a girl. So Not lately. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, I was at a party in Harlem, uh, uh-huh. and I just moved to New York. I'd been there, and I was mostly still into theater. So at the time, I was actually directing a show um, out in the Bay Area, and was flying back and forth. And I was at a party in Harlem, and a really cute girl was just you know I was like making her laugh because you know like, that's what you do. So I was making her laugh, and then at the end of the night, she was like, "You should try stand up." 
And I was like, no, 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 honey. I'm I'm a classically trained actor. Thank you very yeah. much. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to do Molière. You know what I mean? Like that was, I'm going to do a I whole bunch of Shakespeare. Right, you know what I mean? Like that was like, that's what I thought I was going to do. I came out with my, yeah. I just had my degree and mm-hmm. I thought I was fancy. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, she's like, yeah, you should do stand up. And I was like, no. She's like, I was like, well, I don't even know how to do that. Where do I begin? She was like, well, just write about everything that makes you mad. Well, that is like everything. So... <laughs> I was, uh, you know, working at some job, being a receptionist, filling in, and I was just sitting there just writing, just writing about stuff that made me mad. And then, like, two or three weeks later, I met her at Joe's Coffee Shop in the Village, and I read her what I wrote, and she was like, that's a 10-minute set. I think you're a stand-up. Oh. You just walked in with your tight 10. <laughs> that, like, like, that is what? what? Okay. I I'll try you're, like, well, you're the midge oh, mazel. <laughs> it was crazy. The midge of Harlem. And then I didn't do anything for, I didn't do that anything for like a, a year and a half. Why not? <laughs> That's you now. Yeah. And then I just decided one year as my New Year's resolution that I was going to take my 10 minutes that I'd written mm-hmm. and, and get up somewhere. And I got up at a place called Wow Theater, which is a women's theater collective in New York mm. and it's like being in a womb I mean it is like nurturing you know what I mean <laughs> it's like that kind of lesbian nurturing that you need you know so I got up at the Libra Extravaganza uh, lesbians and ah. um, well what it wait what's the Libra Extravaganza exactly yeah so I mean, it was a bunch <laughs> of Libras who decided that they wanted to do performance art Oh for the month of October, Stop. <laughs> as you well, do. Well, you know I'm a Libra. I know you are. <laughs> yeah, so you could have been a part of the Libra extravaganza. Oh, I don't know what kind of performance At art well, I would do. Well, theater, probably a show tune, Tracy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd probably do a mashup. Is it yeah. still going, or does it need a renaissance? I, well, we could definitely could bring it back. West Coast one. <laughs> and it could be wild okay. for, I would again. I you, you, me, and Dalila. All Libras. Yeah. Yeah. That's a start. Yeah. So yeah. that was. I will avoid that room. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a womb. You want to avoid the womb? Oh, avoid <laughs> that womb. <laughs> <laughs> it was like pink, yeah. pink velvet, everything. Mm-hmm. It was, just, it was literally yes. that kind of thing. And uh, I did it. And it was very uh, unnerving. And then I was like, but there was something that I was like, oh, I kind of liked it, even though I felt like I was going to throw up. And then I just lied myself into the improv in New York. And that was my first, like, real, like, show at a comedy club. And what year was that? Gosh, I feel like I'm going, no, probably, where are we now? We're 19? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go probably with, like, eight or nine, maybe? Okay. Maybe maybe seven? I had to do some math. Let me think on that. Okay. Maybe six or seven. So yeah. 2006. It's okay. I mean, yeah. So I guess it was like 12 years now. A while ago now. Yeah. And that's what you do. You yeah. are a stand-up comic by trade. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the challenges of, you know, kind of hustling that life Like together? getting paid in drink tickets? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> How do you pay your rent with drink tickets? <laughs> you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is like, of course, a challenge. I think the thing about comedy yeah. is like, it's a slow and steady climb. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you see people who you think, oh my God, just like overnight something happened and they just blew up. But it really isn't really overnight because I think to become kind of good at it, you have to do it over time and you just stick with it. Like I had people that I started off with in New York and it's kind of like you come in like a school, like you come in like around the same year, people that start comedy around the same year, you kind of all know each other. And I've some, seen some people like stop over time and then jump back in, or some people have put it away altogether. And so it's one of those things that just like happens incrementally over time. And that's how you get good at it by like doing it over in time. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, so one of the things that you discuss often in your comedy is the intersection of race and queerness. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you can talk about you know, we're in such a different world from when you started. Mm. So how has that evolved and what kind of responses do you get for certain jokes that maybe you didn't get 10 years ago? So when it first started, it was very unnerving because I would get up in a comedy club and I would feel like any part of my identity could kind of like be up for attack. Like whether Mm. it was like, you know, the guys are getting up there and they're like talking about their wives and, you know, their wives or you get up there and some guy would be like, black people smile so I can see, you know, like that kind of thing. And mm. then it was always acceptable, it seemed, at a comedy club to call some guy an F word. You know what I mean? So I always felt like there was something that I was going to be dodging. And then it got better for a long time. And I was like, okay, like we've had some progress. But I do feel like now, unfortunately, we may have 
taken a turn in the wrong direction. Mm. And that's why I feel like projects like Out on Stage are more important now. Again, like it's super relevant again to do a show that features queer stand-up comics because right now, um, you know, many of our communities are uh, under attack. I hate to, you know, I don't want to be dramatic, but I feel like that yeah, or no, like a true. little under attack. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think that's that's a real thing. I feel like it got better for a little while, and now it's like we may be like taking a bit of a turn. Well, because there's that whole concept of like comedians being like, we're the ones that say things that other people don't feel comfortable saying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, but now it's gotten to that point where it's like, yeah, but now you're actually being like offensive to people mm-hmm. who can't defend themselves, mm-hmm. that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Right. Yeah. So there's that kind of thing to um, navigate as well, which is, you know, how far can you go as a comic and not cross a line? Yeah, I think with things like that, um, I think if people people know when when people have like malice or ill intent, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I always felt like I would see comics who would like go right up to the edge and maybe even like cross the line, but if I could feel as an audience member that they didn't that they weren't actually bigoted or that they weren't prejudiced, that I could laugh with them. It's when I see people who are up there and I'm I feel like questionable. Like, like, oh, I don't, I don't feel safe. Not to be like super lesbian, but I don't feel safe. But I would see, and I think the reason why we can't go there with you is because we don't trust that that's how you really feel. Mm. You know, and yeah. that's the difference. I think sometimes, like, and people are like, oh, you can't be, you know, everything's so politically correct. And I'm like, I'm not even really a fan of that word because I feel like that is a cop out mm. on people just being disrespectful and feeling like they want to be able to be disrespectful. And then also, it's got to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to cross the line, yeah, it's got to be funny. Because mm-hmm. then I'm, you know, then I'll be like, okay, like, that was a bit much, but at least it was funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever been accused of crossing a line? I have, or I've definitely gotten some, like, ooh, on mm-hmm. some jokes, you know? Yeah. Um, I have some jokes that... Uh, depending on the audience, can some people can feel uncomfortable. Like sometimes when I do like my slavery material, it's not right. like a real thing, but like I have jokes that kind of like mm-hmm. point towards slavery or kind of not make light of it, but just bring it up in context of today. And I can see some people like, can we laugh at that? Yeah, white folks, you can. You can laugh at that. <laughs> like I, I'm up here, I'm telling the joke and I think it's okay for you to laugh. So I have had those moments mm-hmm. where like, I've had jokes that were, I had a joke about um, my mom, Linda, sending me, um, <laughs> Linda. Linda, sending me the DVDs, uh, 12 Years a Slave, uh, okay. which is, I a, haven't heard this, uh, is a terrible thing to send someone. To put in the mail. <laughs> to send, that's what I'm saying. Like, hey girl, <laughs> thinking of you. you know what I mean? Exactly, that's how I felt. Like, I was like, I was like, this isn't a care package. How's my baby? Yeah, like, yeah. this is not a care package. Yeah. I don't feel good about getting this. Like, and she knew I'd already seen the movie once. It's not like the kind of thing you're going to sit down and watch twice, right, you know, right, and be like, right. I'm going to watch this again. A double feature with that you missed the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, exactly. And a double feature with Schindler's List. Ex- well, that's what, and that's a part of the joke. I'm like, you know, it's like if you've gotten through Schindler's List once, you're like, okay, good. I will never watch that again. Never again. Same thing with 12 Years a Slave. If yeah. you've gotten through it once, you're like, okay, that's good. I saw it. I'll never watch it again. Well, I remember, speaking of Schindler's List, because they re-released it for what, the 25th anniversary this past year, and I was Ooh. like, I... Pop the champagne. I, I was yeah. like, I was like, yes, okay, I was a child when this came out. I was like, but I do remember it having a lasting impact. <laughs> yeah. You saw it I, when you were young. I did, yeah. I did. That was, uh, yeah, like, shout out to my parents for being like, it's very important to see yeah. things like this, even if you're too young. It's like, We'll have a conversation about it afterwards, like after you're, you know, temporarily scarred, and we'll talk yeah. through it. Um, but I was like, I don't know if yeah. I need to go. Not but sure. I was like, but respect, respect, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I saw it when it came out, and I'm I'm good. Yeah, I have to admit, and this is a gap, and I do need to fix it. I have not seen Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, well, uh, cozy up with well, the... Gloria has the copy. <laughs> yeah, you can use my mother. She's like, it's on She'll Blu-ray. And I was like, I don't care. She's like, it was on sale. I was like, again, <laughs> Ma. Like, I, so I, I don't need to see, like, r- rape and murder and oppression and high no. death. I'm cool. Thanks, Mom. 
the three D release. Yeah, yeah, like mm, yeah. the lash marks, they're so crisp <laughs> on the screen, Mom. Thank you. Oh God. So, um, what was what was a part of that joke that people took umbrage with? Oh, I said. Uh, the only way that I would really watch that, I guess, I was like, I guess if I'm having a really bad day and I'm feeling really sorry for myself, I can come home and put on 12 Years a Slave <laughs> oh and be like, God. be like, my boss hates me and be like, not that much, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I like your camping jokes as well. Oh, my God. Your yeah. whole set about camping with 12 black lesbians. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. Yeah, and the stirring of the um, the grits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume the tents went up real fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were. Are they? Were they mostly butch lesbians? Uh, it was about half and half, about yeah. half and half. And uh, there are a lot of. They were a lot of Bay Area. Oh, Bay Area yeah. lesbians. So they mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. They're on the case. Yeah. <laughs> now case. I'm a terrible with a tent. I can light a one match fire. I can build and light a one match fire, but. I, I always hated build, uh, you know, putting up a tent. Where'd you learn that? Girl Scout camp. Okay. That's how I got the ladies. Um, <laughs> I could build. build I knew my, <laughs> I knew my tinder kindling and fuel. <laughs> and then so I'd build the fire, and then we'd sit down in a little fire circle and sing folk songs. And, you oh, know, yeah. Am yeah. I leaving on and a jet plane? And you were just plane? looking for the ones who were really enjoying themselves, <laughs> and you're like, I'm making a note of it. <laughs> oh, you don't know how many, you know, Eyes met across a campfire. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. My yeah, leaving on a jet plane. Got them every time. Again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Kimberly, I told you I'm super I'm gay. I'm fascinated. Right I'm now. so gay. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about various audiences. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you, know you touched on it a little bit about um, kind of feedback. Um, can you talk about some maybe gigs that were really wild or memorable? Yeah, I think some of uh, some of my most memorable gigs. Sometimes it's not just like the performance. Sometimes it's like what's happening. So I went to go do Fur Fest, which is oh, a, yeah, a gathering yeah. of the bears. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, because you know what bears love. A black lesbian comic. <laughs> Why not? And I had a ball with them. I'm sure they loved oh you. Oh my god, we had the time of our lives. Yes. So, uh, like that was. And where was first? That was in Arizona at the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't even know they had like you know like regional conferences <laughs> for bears. You know, so uh, I went there and I was like, "This is amazing," and um, was there for the whole weekend and. You know, our music was synced up. I was like listening to Sia, and they were out there listening to Sia, and I was like, I really am a part of the group, and it was a great show. And so, like, that was like a very interesting thing because I was the only woman around, mm -hmm. um, except for the woman at the hotel. So that was fun. <laughs> except for the woman, at the, <laughs> the woman that was like checking them into the hotel Just was the me one. and her. Oh, and you have a joke about her as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, because um, somebody tried to gain entrance. Somebody tried to check into the hotel that did not know that it was Furfest. <laughs> and he came in in his suit and his briefcase. And I was on my way to go across to Rite Aid to buy those. I like to buy like little like toothpaste. And I just like to buy those. Yeah, a little sample I like to buy like little travel things, travel shopping. And I was like, but wait. Like, this is going to be amazing. Like, let me just sit down and just sit and watch and see how this goes and see mm -hmm. how the sister behind the counter handles this situation, you know? Because <laughs> it was the, I, I was thinking, I was like, God, black women have a way of, like, trying to say something but not say it mm -hmm. all in one. So he was, she was like, I don't know if you know when you checked in, but uh, um, we have an event. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is amazing. I haven't heard it. Was he down to ride? Was he just like, eh, yeah. no, he was. She was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go. And I was like, yeah, mm. buddy, you are. <laughs> You're gonna go, aren't you? Your suit. Because one of my favorite things is always just like spotting the people with their families at Disneyland who were not aware that that weekend was gay days. Yeah. Like, I love some people are just like, oh, and then some people are like, yeah. You know, and this Never is fails. their one vacation for like five years. Yeah. You've yeah. been saving. Disneyland is like $12,000. Yeah. It's like, I don't go to Disneyland. It's not cheap. And so you get there. No, it's either like, you're going to have the time of your life mm -hmm. or 
your kid's gonna be a little confused. <laughs> yeah. Either way. I think it's also or like it's like it Jimmy, do be... you want to go to college or Disneyland? Decide now. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what happened. Mm-hmm. But the experience could also be very clarifying for some children. Yeah. 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 So They're like, uh, you know, could work out. There's a roadmap. Role models from the jump. <laughs> yeah. Just exi- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite um, memories of Gloria was uh, in 2010. We were all at the Dinah together. And uh, for one thing, we had a SheWired lounge. And um, we had karaoke <laughs> oh, going yeah. on. I don't think you were. No, okay. you went after. Okay. Uh, we had a oh SheWired lounge, which was the women's site for the company that I used to run. And uh, we were hosting like a weekend long party. So I met Dinah inside the whole weekend. But it was a place to get out of the sun. And we had a karaoke machine going yes. on. And there was pool and drinks. and. Um, there was also an earthquake. <laughs> yeah. That was my first earthquake. <laughs> I mean, if you picture 10,000 lesbians in jog bras in, a, in an earthquake. Oh, was it an earthquake? <laughs> or was it just thousands of lesbians, like, humming who, like maenads? Who can say? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, and do you remember the, the Dancing pool, to bad romance. The water, like, swished up. And I thought, I was like, is that a base? Is that? It's <laughs> a lot of base. That DJ is really on it. Yeah, and then it, it like it's like the the just kind of like swayed a little bit, and then I was sitting with my friend Bethany, mm-hmm. and I she's like, "That's an earthquake," and I for some reason just burst into tears. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I forgot. So that yeah. you were living in New York still. Yeah. Yeah, you hadn't moved out here yes, yet. Yes, exactly. And I remember you sat down next to me. You were still like shook up, <laughs> and your dog was trembling, Niles. <laughs> I love you have a dog named Niles, yeah. by the way. And um, and you said, I'm from New York. When shit shake up there, we know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was, and you performed that year at Dinah. I did. And But mostly in the She Wired Lounge doing karaoke. <laughs> like, that's where I feel like I spent the majority of my time and at Dinah. I think Dinah. we did some Dolly Part. Yeah, we did yeah. all the numbers. Exactly. All the numbers. Yeah. Um, but you did perform, and I wonder... Um, What's that crowd like to perform for? That crowd is also like coming home. It feels amazing. Um, and there's so many people that you can literally feel the energy in the room. And so whereas like I'm normally nervous before I go out anyway, and then I was just like, oh, this is like the kind of nerve that's just like full body. And it's, you know, but then you get out there and you get the first laugh and they're like with you and they're smiling. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to have a good time. Everybody, I just want everybody to have a good time, myself included. So yeah, diners are great. It's a great. Have you performed there more than once? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been in several years now. I'm losing my Dinah card. I yeah, went eight are. years in a row and so now I have a big return. That counts, that counts for something eight years in a row. Yeah. yeah, and I worked a lot of them. Uh-huh. It was tough. I'm tired right now for you. I know. Yeah. It was exhausting. Um, and then, I'm sorry, I am reminded as well of another performance you did that actually happened prior to that uh, earthquake at Dinah, which was uh, you performed on a cruise ship uh, following a hurricane. Oh. <laughs> this was the, the famous... lesbian cruise of death? <laughs> yes. <laughs> This was the Do famous you natural disaster. I mean, you're thinking, apparently, you're like, I'm do comedy. apparently, this was <gasps> the um, inaugural Sweet Cruise. Sweet was a lesbian travel company for a time. I didn't. Maybe it's still around. I know they don't do these big cruises as they did. So it was the inaugural inaugural cruise. There were two thousand queer women on a ship mm-hmm. leaving from New Orleans, and we were trying <laughs> to get away from. I believe it was Hurricane Ida, and so we actually left port early, and flew out of New Orleans and then by 10 o'clock that night I was in the bar as I am and women are starting to like vomit over the side of the boat. Unbelievable. (laughs) It was (laughs) unbelievable. I was with out race. You got out (laughs) race. A hurricane. Just think about that. We go on a boat. On a boat. We go on. We go on. I was at the front of the ship with my Mm -hmm. ex girlfriend, Mm -hmm. um, who had connections. So we actually had a suite on Mm -hmm. the tenth deck in the very front of the ship, Mm -mm. which was Mm -mm. amazing. Except that we were hitting eighteen foot waves. Reenacting Titanic. 
And we would literally, like, we were laying in bed, yeah. and we would catch air like in a roller coaster, yes. and then come slamming <laughs> down. Yes. And I took um, some Xanax, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Maybe too I want to take much. some now, just reliving this whole situation. <laughs> I just wanted to get, I didn't get sick. I wanted to get off the ride. Um, and I remember you did a, one of the most hilarious comedy sets because you're talking about how some guy got a helicopter to come pick him up off the ship. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was perfect. I, we still, all of us still laugh about the lesbian ship of death because where we decided or someone decided that we were going to outrun that hurricane. And that night, I love this movie. Oh, I'm gonna option yes, this. Oh, you know what? Do you want to write this screenplay oh, after God. we're done? Yeah, we can because <laughs> it's. So then that night we were downstairs dancing, and Dal I was like, I was like, Dalila, I'm like, I feel she's like, just keep drinking. And I was like, of what? Course, of course she would say that. Oh, I was like, what? Lord. She was like, it'll your inner. You know how she's tell your inner ear will it'll help you adjust oh, yeah, your inner does. ear if you just keep drinking because you'll just be mm. moving the whole time. Okay, I don't know if that's how that works, but so I listen to Delilah, so I keep drinking, and now so I'm like drunk. I'm like drunk and sick. So at the time, I was dating a woman who was like, I don't know, maybe like 105 pounds, like a true lightweight. And she put on one of those patches on the back of her ear and called herself going to go to sleep while I think I'm dying. So I literally called my mother and I was just like, I just wanted to like, just like, you know, just, just to hear her voice, yes. you know, just to yes, hear her yes. voice. And I was like, she's right. Lesbianism is going to kill me. It's going to be the end. And, uh, but my girlfriend at the time was just trying to sleep through this. And so I was like, so passive aggressive, like you up, are you awake? And I literally, like, I'm not doing this alone. on my own. I put on my life vest and I just <laughs> laid in bed, just waiting for death. It was so like the third act of Titanic. Literally oh, just God. in there, just Lord. in there. Oh it was crazy. The next morning we're still and the boat, would just like lurch forward. It'd just be like, boom. and it was just this lur constant lurching. And I remember we were, I was going somewhere and I was like, on my way there, and it was so bad that I just lie down on the steps of a ship, put my face, which I would never do, on carpet, on a dirty, where people's feet had been, I just laid my body down. Because I was like, this is the only place that feels like, You have good. to get as close to sea level yeah, as possible. Yeah, I just like, need to be, I'm on the ground, oh on the God. stairs of a ship. People are walking past me, trying to, leaving green apples for me. Like, I'm like, like, like it's a shrine. Just leave her green apples. She's clearly out of sorts. It was... I put on a yellow dress because I felt like I was green and I wanted to like compliment my color. It was just unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Did, well, thank you for this because you did a really funny set um, after the hurricane died down and now I'm I'm crying with laughter yeah. because you are oh, so funny about this. Well, we had, there was a guest on that ship at the time and her name was Kate McKinnon. You also performed Who's that? <laughs> performed that night with her. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Wild. And I remember Kate from back, we started stand up around the same time in New York, you mm -hmm. know? And oh, yeah. Yeah. So she used to come do our show. Um, Could you jazz. tell back then that she would be this meteor? I could tell that she was super funny. Yeah. And also she was very kind. Well, that's good to know. So okay. I, I really liked her. Aww. Yeah, she was we funny and kind. That. I really appreciate this information. <laughs> it's useful mm -hmm. information. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned your mom a couple of times. Mm, Linda. Uh, how is Linda <laughs> doing with being part of your act? Linda, oh, Linda is living her best life. <laughs> she was just here in L.A. for 16 days, Ooh. staying in my one-bedroom apartment. How'd that go? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I see you laughing, and you should be, because it was, wow, what? 16 days. It's over two weeks. And, um, Whose idea was that? Hers. It was hers. Ours. Yeah. Our collective idea. Yeah. yeah. But we ended up, I mean, she's very, also very self-sufficient. Like, she's like, I'm going to the Getty. And I was like, you do what you got to do, Ma. She's like 76, but still, like, Aww. very much on the move. Yeah. Um, I had a show in Houston uh, with Dana Goldberg, and my mom flew from uh, Georgia to come see. She was like, I'm going to come see you. And, and Dana was like, hey, do you think your mom would want to introduce you? And I was like, 
I don't know, let's ask. And I was like, Mommy, do you want to introduce me? She was like, hell yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh. She's been waiting. Oh, I, didn't, I had no She's idea. Like, you know, I've been your material for years. And, and now? And you have not, you know, elevated me. she got me. a piece of paper and a pen and started. She had a bit? She started writing bits. <laughs> she started writing bits. And the first one was like, you know, Gloria asked me, you know, if I wanted to introduce her. And I told her, hell yeah, but this is not the first time I introduced her. The first time was in the 70s. And then she opened up her leg and like she gave birth. I said, you better sit down somewhere. Sit down somewhere. And then she says, and ladies and gentlemen, and those of us who are still figuring out our place. I was like, are you trying to give a nod to the trans? Okay. Okay, Ma. This is oh, she Beautiful. like literally she had bits and the last one she was like well we see where you get it now I, you know apparently and the other she had a third joke that she was like um you may have seen her on and then she just started listing like fake credits <laughs> and she said and that recently canceled show donald trump's to tell the truth because you know that he can't <laughs> welcome my daughter i was like Wait a minute. I have Those to follow are, this? That's three solid jokes. <laughs> Linda, like she'd you been doing it her whole life. Around. I know. Like, you know. You mm-hmm. should be a mother and daughter. Too. Apparently. Yeah. Take it to P-Town. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. Yes. Aw. I'm getting vibes of, you know, how like Cher's mom wore that t-shirt that said, bitch, I made Cher or whatever. <laughs> you should get one for your mom. Like, bitch, I made Gloria. <laughs> My mother would wear that shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And she... Is she from Pennsylvania? Yes, originally from, from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. suburbs of Pittsburgh, and because you used to talk a lot about growing up, growing yeah. up in Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, in the rural, 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 rural white suburb, mm-hmm. yeah, called Mount Lebanon. Oh yeah, yeah, South Hills. Right, yeah, those were good bits. I'd have to go back and uh, revisit them. Yeah, those are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think. I think we're good. I just wanted to ask if you have anything you want to promote. Yeah, well, I would say check out Out on Stage. Mm-hmm. and On uh, Deco TV. On Deco TV, and it's a free platform, so you can sign up for it and watch a bunch of other good content as well. Great. Um, so check it out there, and, uh, you know, catch me outside in the clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what about your social media? My social media yeah. is Glow Bigelow uh, at Instagram and Gloria Bigelow at Twitter. Great. And I won't laugh this time, Kimberly. Would you Yo, please say so your hard socials? Out here. She makes fun of me every time. Uh, so Twitter is Tweet Daguerre, like Nam Daguerre, T W E E T D E G U E R R E made sense at the time and I stand by it but um <laughs> and then um Instagram is Foxy McGee F-O-X-Y-M-C-G-E-E and I'm Tracy Gilchrist um actually Tracy E. Gilchrist T-R-A-C-Y middle initial E G-I-L-C-H-R-I-S-T on Twitter and Instagram and thank you for being here Gloria thanks for having me it yeah was fun. it was really <laughs> funny um, I'm, my makeup's running now and thanks Kimberly for joining us again thank Appreciate you for it. having and we'll uh, see y'all next time <laughs>